When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have teamed up with the brilliant Hotel Tonight, the world's leading app for booking last-minute hotel rooms, to offer you £15, €20, or $25 off your first booking. Choose from an array of award-winning hotels from around the world by downloading the free app from any app store by searching Hotel Tonight, or go to hoteltonight.com forward slash now and enter West Ham, uppercase all run together, West Ham, in the promo code box and book a hotel around the world in three easy clicks. I know it's great as I managed to get a room at the Charlotte Street Hotel one day for less than half the normal price. So, follow the links and go to Hotel Tonight. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans and before we begin I have been empowered. Uh, Jim, Jim's with me, Jim Grant, you're with me. Jim, I am with you, me. yes. Give me a bit of support, Jim. Jim no, 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 I'm, I'm totally with you, why? I'm 100%, well, good. Right. 110% so you're, you're with, with you. you. Why, why, why would you be, just be so quiet for the moment, for a second, second that I... For a second, for a second. Well, my, my head was elsewhere for right. a moment. Okay, so well, I Jim, wondered. Jim is with me. I've been empowered, Jim, uh, by the makers of the podcast. Excellent. Uh, I've been empowered by them to make this announcement. Good. It's going to begin. I'm going to. I'm, going to begin I'm looking now. forward to it already. Please don't heckle, Jim. Don't heckle. Jim. I wasn't going. To. Don't heckle. I'm supportive. Don't, right. Good. I'm here. Fist clenched, kind of willing you on. Me. Okay. Well, here it goes. Now, we have teamed up with the brilliant Hotel Tonight, the world's leading app for booking last-minute hotel rooms, to offer you, yes, you, fifteen pounds, twenty euros, or twenty-five dollars off your first booking. So choose from an array of award-winning hotels from around the world by downloading the free app from any app store by searching Hotel Tonight. Search for Hotel Tonight, Jim. Or hoteltonight.com forward slash now and enter West Ham, all run together, uppercase West Ham, in the promo code box and book a hotel around the world in three easy clicks. Whether a business or a pleasure trip uh, or our next away game, you and your mates, if they fancy staying over in a top hotel... Uh, It's uh, a top hotel. Oh shit! I bollocks this up. In a top hotel, I know it's great as I managed to get a room in the Charlotte Street Hotel one day for less than half the normal price. It's very poorly written, Jim. It's run. There's a lack of punctuation at one point. There's no. Yeah, some punctuation's gone missing. But I think we've got the gist of the message anyway. Before it goes into a sort of strange personal. Tell us about the Charlotte Street Hotel, Phil. How was it? Let's have a run back at this sentence. Uh, whether a business or pleasure trip or our next away game, and you and your mates fancy that's two ands in, yeah. in the sentence. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, uh, Polly Singleton, that's called. Poly- she's lovely. She's a lovely girl. <laughs> she Polly is. Singleton. Dear old Polly Singleton. Singleton. Yeah. Singleton. Um, that's lots of ands. Right. right. A yeah, Singleton is ands, when you leave yes. all the ands out. Like sex and drugs and rock and roll. That's Polly Singleton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless her. Um, so, uh, so that's it. Well, that's. I mean, I think we've all got the gist of that. Yeah. Uh, from that, the, yeah. the sensible part of that was, and then the poorly written bit um, doesn't really. We can app- gloss over that. It doesn't. How was the Charlotte Street Hotel? I'm interested. You didn't tell me about it. Well, I'm. I'm. 
I'm in character at that moment, Jim. I'm playing someone. Oh. Suddenly, I, I well, thought I was... I might be in character now, asking you about the Charlotte Street Hotel in character. This could be improvisation. Oh, right. oh, could uh, be impro. Oh, uh, no, it was brilliant, because it was the first time I'd been doing to London, and I stayed at the Charlotte Street Hotel uh, with the brilliant Hotel Tonight app that I got, and it was fantastic, and I had a wonderful time, and a lady behind the bar gave me a hand job. Uh, so that's uh, so that's it. Um, sign up and play the football Excellent. pools. This is another, um, another announcement, Jim. Oh, okay. Sign up and play yep. the football pools and get four games free. How do you do that? I'll tell oh, you. No, uh, go to http uh, colon forward slash bit dot ly forward slash hammer pools. Hammer, H-A-W-M-E-R-P-O-O-L-S. So HTTP... That sounds like we've co- merged co- with Hartlepool's United. That's right, it, it does yeah. sound like that. Um, yeah. But we haven't. And that's a mnemonic, that's a way of remembering it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, West Ham and Hartlepool. Being incredibly yeah. helpful this evening. Hammerspools, Hammerpools, Hammerpools. HTTP colon double, double forward slash bit dot ly forward slash Hammerpools. Uh, play the football pools and get four games free. Go to that place, that site. Go to it. Brilliant. Can we get on with it now? So, joining us, joining us, uh, Jim, as you will have detected, uh, uh, is, is here. Is here. I'm here. Is yes, here. good evening, everybody. Well, who else is with us, Jim? Uh, well, another Jim. Another Jim a is with A different Jim. Now, this Jim is a, has been a friend to the podcast and uh, a frequent visitor to the Facebook page pretty much since we, be- we began. Yeah, as pretty much. Jim yeah. Air Pop. He was uh, he was in there right early uh, when we started and was an excellent, uh, good friend and a contributor, uh, a very good nature chap that we had. Subsequently met at games. He's now turned into a diabolical <laughs> maniac, <laughs> a furious, angry tattoo. He's monster. an angry man. Yeah. He went through he went through the the other nom de plume, uh, Jim Jim Dolan, but spelt with a huge amount of letters, like Irish names are all spelt. Yeah. The original Gaelic I went for, That's just right. just for fun. Uh, it is Jim Dean Dolan. Hello, hello, hurrah! There he is. Now, was that the Gaelic way of spelling Dolan? According to the genealogy dot com or whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> so probably not. Do you have any Irish heritage in you? Uh, yeah, most of it actually. Right, right, right. So you're entitled to use that. You're entitled to use that if you that like. Spelling. Yeah, yeah. I do like. I do like. I think. I think unnecessary characters and syllables in names are terrific, like Chumley. Chumley, yes. C H O L M O N D or Fanshawe, Featherstone, probably got the most actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like. We're all over that. We love it. Now, there's two games to talk about because we haven't done a podcast for a little while, a fortnight, I think. So we've got two losses to talk about. Yes, two, two defeats. But what contrasting defeats what? they were. They were like chalk and cheese. They were. They yes. were like chalk and Absolutely. cheese. Absolutely. Uh, but consistent levels of refereeing. Yes, now the refereeing will come oh, to well, well, I don't even know I about was, that. I, I was bad and really bad. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get to the Chelsea game because it got moved and I had arranged to go and see a band. I went yeah. to go and see Panda Bear and it was boring. Uh, <laughs> 
no. Only brightened up when I turned around and told some people to shut up and got into a big argument with them. Oh, it just sounds like football then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like that. Yeah, I, I treated it in the manner I would have treated West Ham versus Chelsea at Upton Park. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, I, I did. I, yeah, it was boring. Not very good. And I wish I'd seen the game. But yeah, I well, you, yes, it was a great game. nice. Uh, the deal to get my ticket was struck on this very podcast yes. last time we did it. Yeah, he nice. came along and we had a jolly good evening yeah. and we had a nice little uh, get together in the Black Lion uh, afterwards. And enjoyable. Was Colin was there and right. uh, yeah, yeah. An enjoyable it loss. Well, it, actually, if, if, yes, in some senses it was in the sense that we played well and deserved to get something out of the game. But in other respects, I, I was incandescent with rage Phil should we talk about the Chelsea game first then go back in time or should we talk about them in order what do you think uh, we need well, an agenda let's not let's not make spend too long making that decision no. uh, well I think if we end on a high if we finish with the Chelsea one we can end kind of on a high I think yeah let's go back to Palace let's go back to Palace so that was a sort of weird game wasn't it I thought that uh, you know there was a lot of sort of rage about it afterwards I kind of thought in a funny way no one was disastrously bad in it but nothing seemed to quite work yeah, it was all a bit meh wasn't it yeah. they didn't really get started and no. then they, they you know, piled the pressure on us and we just didn't deal with it at all it no. was unusual in that we were bullied out of it really yes and yes. that you know the, the three goals came from set pieces which on the whole you know under Allardyce we we, we defend reasonably well um, and it was just you know that kind of kind of sloppy sloppy moments of, of defending wasn't it but they they they, they wanted it more they were they more did, physical yeah. they need it don't they they needed it more but you know I, it was a, it was an unusual performance in the sense that I, it was probably the most feeble and sort of um lackluster we've been uh, yeah. uh for a while Yes, it was strange. Uh, the, uh, one of the only insights I think I had about it was that the, you know, the uh, there were a couple of sort of, you know, hopefully ironic mentions on the Facebook page going, well, everyone got the diamond they wanted and Sacco and Valencia up front and it didn't work. Uh, no, 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 no. And I sort of thought, um, because Downing, I thought, had an especially uninspired game and we sort of need that number 10 position to be firing the way yeah. it works. You know, it's, it's very dependent on the person in that position to be doing a good job. And, and he had quite a poor game. Yeah. I think possibly our poorest game and was man of the match. Yeah, that was a bit weird. It's insane. Yeah, no, I heard a little boy talking to his dad on the way to the station saying, Daddy, why was Stuart Downing man of the match? Yeah, yeah, it was a bit yeah, knee high. He when when a father it. is unable to explain <laughs> the workings of a world, the, uh, a strange, bizarre world to his child, it must be it's a terrible moment in the father's life when, yeah. when, a whole, when a child's whole value system is turned upside down. And a terrible moment for the child when, for the first time ever, his dad just doesn't have an answer. That's right, yeah. A, 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 moving, a moving, poignant moment. I thought we just needed to mix it with them a bit more. Um, I felt it was possibly a game where it would have been useful to have had Collins at centre-half. Yes. Um, Not just from the point of view of marking at the set pieces and getting in headers and whatever, but, you know, just the fact that he's got that bulldog, never-say-die spirit that we we seem to be lacking. And funnily enough, possibly possibly Nolan might have have got his foot in. Yeah, this is the thing I don't get. Allardyce talks about, you know, he he changes the formation for the game. Mm Mm-mm. And then doesn't play the diamond when it's best suited. And then when you come up against a whole team of bruisers, decides to try and 
play it that yes, way. It, it, yes. It, I wonder if they've been playing like bruisers. Murray's relatively new to them, isn't he? And uh, he was definitely like just a. No, uh, he's been there a while, I think. But he's been getting starts. Um, it feels like I he's think like, he's had a long injury. Um, like he's come from nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. He's been he's been he's been around. Because Schmack played Schmack's played a lot in the early yeah. part of the season, doesn't he? So yeah. so maybe maybe Murray hasn't actually played yeah. that much. No, no. Um, he's been there a while. But he was a bruiser, wasn't he? He was a cheat as well. He got yeah. not only was he a kind of nasty, you know, grabber, bear hugger. Uh, shoulder charger, but he also went down when uh, nothing had happened to him. He was yeah. just an all-round cheat. I really disliked him. Yeah, uh, but you know he was sort of. <clears throat> but once again, we came up against a team with a big physical presence just in front of the back four and struggled to cope with it. Every mm-hmm. team we play has got that. We we struggle against Stoke because of Nzonzi. Yeah, uh, we struggled against uh, Man United when they put Fellaini there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and we really, really struggled against yeah, Yedinak. Was was excellent for them, really. I yeah, mean, I know he, you know, put the elbow in or whatever, but uh, you know, that's, he, again, that's again, that's them showing how much more they wanted it. Yeah, you know? I yeah, think yeah. too many, too many of our players just strolled around looking uninterested. <coughs> mm. like yeah, that. I think it was a little bit of a. It was one of those. It's very. I, mean, I don't know. You know, however well, we hard you two, try, it's yeah, hard to get yeah. that. So it really is difficult, isn't it, with football teams now safe from relegation to get that sense of of kind of complacency out of them at times. I yes, think. there was an interesting. Uh, I think it might have been around the time of him renewing his contract. But there's a little piece of uh, writing around an interview with with Noble uh, that po- that pointed that out. He was sort of saying, you know, for. Uh, Valencia Sacco and Kayati, uh, uh, the Premiership is quite new to them, and they're having to get used to the idea of the, just the week-to-week intensity of it. Yes, the game's coming thick and fast. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that after Christmas, you know, teams you play below you are fighting for their lives. Teams you play above you are f- fighting for Champions League places, and that's often why you're just shuffled into like. You know, mid-table that 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 season we finished tenth under Allardyce. We almost couldn't finish any lower because teams below us were taking points off each other. Yeah. Teams above us were taking points, yeah. and you can actually stay in the same place without doing much. And in fact, by losing and drawing a lot of your games, yeah, um, it, it is that. That's exactly it. It's that week-to-week intensity. There are no. Give, gimme games, are there? No, it's, no. That's what that's what, if anything, makes it the kind of the, toughest league there is. The shine came off song, certainly, if you were judging by our Facebook page. Um, uh, people were, you know, that's really been coming for a while, yes. though, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's not really played very well on the whole since Christmas, has he? To be no. honest. I like to think he's just playing badly on purpose so we can get him on the cheap. Get him cheaply, yeah. 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 He was better against not Spurs, true, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Am I good. not imagining that? I mean, I, I, um, I think he. You know, when we went to the five across midfield with Carroll, there was less movement in front of him. And part of what part of what people, you know, see as I don't know, like, you know, just not not playing very well is that he's been taught to hang on to the ball until you can find a pass in front of you. And there was a time in the Palace game where I sort of turned to you because he sort of did a sideways run basically along the centre line and then gave it to uh, Cresswell. And Cresswell was about a metre away from him. Yeah. Uh, and you're going, you could have made that pass right at the beginning because there was yeah. space for Cresswell. But I think he was just looking for something better than a sideways pass, looking for something to happen in front of him. And when he passed it to Cresswell, his kind of arms went up in a, in a sort of, you know, slightly frustrated yeah. gesture, going, this is the only pass I can make. So 
you know, last season, the season before, we 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 had a lot of players that that's the only pass they would have been capable of making, uh, and you know, it got to Cresswell, but it was slightly dead time while he ran while he ran along, and people kind of. I don't know what they interpret that as sometimes, mm. but I mean, you know, he had the ball, the other team didn't have the ball. He ended up making a one-yard pass. It was but dead time and it wasn't very inspiring, but at least yeah, we kept the ball. Yeah. Um, but he's done a lot of delaying the pass and giving it away. Uh, well, there was I one think. against Palace where I think that, that you know the, it was, the ball was in our area and he was kind of shepherding it sort of towards the line. It wasn't going to go over. So instead of like booting it out, he kind of like chips it up in the air and then booted over his shoulder and yeah. it landed in the in the box. You're like, what yeah. are you doing? Just put it out for a corner or try yeah, and yeah. it out for a throw. Yeah. But I think maybe he suffers from what you, I mean, very different types of players. Don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to compare them. But, you know, you always used to say with Vaz Tay, people criticise him because he always gives the ball away because he sees more of the he ball. He sees more of the ball. And yeah, I think yeah. it's the same kind of yeah. thing with Song. Yeah. You know, people constantly looking for him to do something and he can't always do something. And there's expectation as well, isn't it? We know that he can, you know, he is quality. And the Facebook group and it's has, frustrating yeah. when he doesn't show that quality. The Facebook group has had kind of, there has been a slight influx of idiots in the last kind of six months or so. Mm. And there was like, lazy. He's lazy. Ah. And going, He's not lazy. No, he's, he's not a, lazy. The one thing he isn't is lazy. Uh, he, he, he's, he's, he's able to pace himself incredibly well. He had a fantastic engine when he first came. and sort of covered every blade of grass. He would be in their area, in the middle, middle circle. He'd be in our area. He would quite often go where the ball was, but he would, was able to time his arrival because he can read the game mm-hmm. uh, and would saunter towards where the, the action was, mm-hmm. but also kind of arrive in time. Nolan fails to get a lot of tackles in, and he is out of breath and red and lacking puff. Uh, if you, you know, if you can read the game like Song can, you will get to where you need to be and uh, still not be out of breath. It's like the notion that he's sort of lazy is uh, insane. Yeah, the first half of the season, the, the thing I think everyone admired about him was his ability to dictate the pace of play himself. Mm. It was like almost effortless. He'd have players all around him, but he'd just, like you say, saunter off with the ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, that's dried up a bit as of late, but yeah. maybe, maybe he's just been found out. Possibly, yeah. I mean... Yeah, people close him down quicker, maybe. But, you know, he's very good. When he's got the ball, you know, he, he ve- people rarely take it off him as such, but <clears throat> he quite often gets sort of painted, paints himself into a corner, I feel, yeah, yeah. occasionally. He'll go for the Hollywood pass and, and sometimes there is an easier ball available. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think James uh, McFadden yeah. sort of put a little piece of writing on the Facebook group about him, which sort of implied that when you're in a team where around you are kind of messy and, you know, Iniesta and yeah. Suarez and people like that, you, you know, you, you're used to movement around you and people demanding the ball sort of constantly. And yeah. that uh, um, he's looking for that and not getting it, and, uh, but has been brought up to play in only one way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, James McFadden sort of... Sort of conf- his his conclusion was perhaps he's a little too good for our club, and we should maybe co- you know could get someone a little bit worse. And you know it's a shame though; it's a shame to think that way. You know, but I think yeah. he's right. I think James is. I think James has got a very good point. Yeah, well, well, he is certainly the best in terms of you know quality. He's the best player we've had in a long, long while. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and I suppose maybe there's a degree to which people aren't always on his wavelength. And uh, I remember actually that I mean people slated him a lot of the time, but w- w- that brief spell that Lundberg was with us, yeah, he would often make all kinds of kind of fantastic runs. <laughs> 
<laughs> and just expect the ball to come to him in the course yeah, yeah. <laughs> with West Ham. It just didn't arrive. No, um, occasionally you get these players who, who people slag off, <clears> but actually are. No, they are. They're just used to playing in a better team and they are a bit better. I felt that way about Rebroff, actually. Everyone sort of... Yeah. Re- yeah, yeah. I, I just felt, oh, no, he's just a bit... He's, he's on a different wavelength to the rest I, um, of them. I mean, one thing I thought, you know, bit with Downing having not a great game was that it was sort of a shame we didn't have Zerati. As, you know, just as, a, as an alternative to a number 10 that it's not firing, well, I'll try this other guy, you know, because he plays in that position. Yeah, our bench is looking very bare at the moment, isn't it? Yes, I mean, that was very one thing, wasn't it? Was you, you were just going, there's no one on this bench that's going to change this game. That's in the last few games. I looked yeah. to the bench and thought there was literally nobody I'd rather have on the pitch, no matter how badly the first 11 are doing. I've just got a, uh, an excerpt from uh, Sam's uh, email, because, of course, they went down to 10 men, and Sam's got quite yeah. strong views about yeah, 10, yeah, 10 yeah, men. Yes, I'll yeah, just yes, read yes, uh, yes. It's an excerpt from it. Um, uh, he says, uh, playing 10 men is harder than playing 11. I've said it time and time again, and if it wasn't true, why do I keep saying it? In a sense, having a player sent off meant that Alan Pardew was now playing a false nine, like I did so effectively in our Manager of the Month winning 2014 season. They say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, and I'm surprised Alan didn't pay tribute to me in his post-match interview, or at least dedicate the win to me. When an opposition player gets sent off, suddenly you're having to mark not so much a player, but the absence of a player. Anyone familiar with Erwin Schrodinger's famous thought experiment, Schrodinger's cat, will immediately recognise the problem of whether there's actually a player in the box or just the concept of a player. Marking a concept like jealousy or Esperanto is one of the hardest things a footballer can do. The only player I ever saw who could really mark the absence of a player was Titus Bramble, who I once saw man-marking the concept of pantheism for over an hour. Uh, and that's uh, that's what he has to say about because because the Palace went down to ten men, which yeah. of course yeah. made our job. If Palace had gone down to nine men, I think we might have been slaughtered in that match. Yeah, could, we could have been slaughtered to eight nil if they'd gone yeah. down to eight men. Yeah, we could yeah, have been yeah, crushed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yes, it was uh, yes, oddly disappointing game. But I mean, it was you know we were a bit tired when we played had the Man U game and the Southampton game. Um, you know. Uh, that had taken a bit out of them, I'm sure, yeah. especially you know effectively playing with nine men against Southampton. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It was a shame, wasn't it? However, a couple of days later, uh, we played. Uh, we lost magnificently. Heroically, yeah. Magnificent it was loss. the definition of, of heroic, magnificent defeat. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those ones where everything's against you, isn't it? Yeah. Like when you've got, yeah, it, it feels like there's no way into this game because the officials just won't let you. No. But you still keep going at it, you know full of pride and all the rest of it and you, you do feel even though we lost you do feel proud of the team after that yeah definitely I, I really expected I, I you know in fact I dreamt maybe I dreamt it that, that Andre Marin and his lines would, would run to the Chelsea fans <laughs> yeah. and applaud them over the head <laughs> of, the end, shirt, of the end of the Chelsea game underneath. do that thing of sliding uh, on the grass it was just stomachs. there were times when particularly you know the first time it was as if he was just doing what the Chelsea players told him to. They would put their hands up or yeah. appeal for something, and he'd instantly every offside for that, it that they flagged for was given. Unbelievable! I mean, he, it was just staggering. Yeah. And um, I do think my theory about this is that is that um, we were the first to cop the uh, fallout from Mourinho's appearance on um, goals on Sunday, the Sky Sports appearance. Yeah, definitely. 
because he did a classic Ferguson, everyone's against uh, spunker mentality, the, ref, the, the officials are all, all by... And so now, it is, it is the pressure that gets put on these officials by... Uh, it, Mariner was crap in the game, let's face it, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not excuse, but on the other hand, I think in the back of his mind is... Oh, particular the classic one was that the handball was right in front of him. He had a perfectly good view of that. It was a blatant handball, the Cahill handball. Should have been a penalty. And uh, he's looking at and he's thinking, oh, if I give this penalty and it turns out to be not, you know, it's that kind of, it's yeah. one of those decisions, then I don't want the grief that's going to come my way. I don't want that pressure. As soon as you're uh, refereeing games with these top four clubs, you're much more in the media spotlight, and it's in the back of your mind that you're going to you're going to get this kind of kind of slating from the, uh, and yeah. it's going to be high profile in the in, in the media. Whereas uh, a grumbly Sam Allardyce yeah, yeah. and a few your wanker calls from the from from the um, Bobby Moore lower is not really going to kind of put you off your no. your breakfast next day. So um, that's what it was. I thought it was a total and utter bottle. Job on the part of the referee. But what about the, the linesman? The, the second, as well? well, the linesman was terrible for that. I mean, the offside goal. No, but not on that yeah, side. Where but, I'm but, sat on the east. On the east. Yeah. On the east oh, well, you had a better every, view. Of that. Every single time we were through, or a ball was played through, their defenders would put their hand up and the linesman would react to them. He wouldn't. It's not no, that's the what situation. It like. That's absolutely what it looked like. And, you know, I mean, in the upper, they've got a really good view. I'm obviously, no, I'm not professional official, but for God's sake, every single time, it was just like a puppet pulling, pulling you know, sorry, a puppeteer pulling strings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he bottled, he bottled the, yellow, the second yellows that should have been shown to Terry and certainly to Hazard. Um, you know, Hazard, right in front of us, cleaned Noble out. And it right. was a cl- blatant yellow card. I mean, you know, absolutely clear cut and nothing. And it's all about I'm not going to, I'm, d- I'm not, I don't, w- I haven't got the balls to send off one of Jose's players. That's what it was about. It was a disgraceful performance. I was furious. Right. Really, really furious. So he was worried about seems me. Seems to be your just default position. Jim. No, I'm no, I'm a mild-mannered uh, piece. In fact, I'm normally very objectively kind of kind of fair about referees. I As quite a often former res- people, referee yourself, Jim. Uh, yes, lest we forget. Yes, Jim. lest we forget yeah, that. Lest we forget that. Uh, quite often, people kind of rant about. Oh, like, oh, yeah, when yeah. there's a foul, and I go and in my head, this little voice goes, "No, that was a foul, actually." Yeah, or, yeah, you know, no, yeah, that was yeah. happened. Yeah. I'm quite often like that. But this this guy was just oh the pit. I mean, it was disgraceful. Yeah, and the Hazard goal, you know, their one goal was in fact an offside goal. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, offside. And very yeah. quite clearly offside as well. Yeah, it was. I called it straight away. I mean, yeah, I'm not yeah. even in line. I'm, I'm, I'm behind the goal. Yeah. And I called it straight away. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know if we were planning on talking about this, but I mean, the whole debate's opened up, obviously, around the video replay and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that match on Wednesday, I think I posted it on the Facebook group at the time, that is clear evidence, as, to my opinion, why it should at least be trialled. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'd have won, we'd have, we, if we'd have stuck the penalty way that would have been a, a given on yes. video replay we'd have won that game 1-0 yeah, and we would yeah. have deserved to win it Let, I mean we, we've talked about the referee but actually we played bloody well we did Downing really was well. fantastic yeah. um, okay. further out on the left but on the left on, on the right side as it were for him and he took Ivanovic to the cleaners time and time again Kiati was fantastic we, we were really really good the full backs were great we yeah. played super football, a lot yeah, of great one-touch attacking football, second half especially. Mm. I mean, they were good as well. It was a great game of football, and they, they, you know, they, were, they were frightening on the break. 
and they had great players to bring on, like Willian, to come on. But, yeah. but we absolutely mm. had them rattled. We really, really had them rattled. I saw, uh, you know, I saw some post-match interviews and I saw the match of the day, and uh, there was quite a bit in both the punditry and... Jose's post-match interview about you know you know we're going to get with West Ham they're going to go direct going to go direct every single excerpt of the game was us running the ball into their penalty area yes. or just crossing from the yeah. wing if that's a long ball because the because Cresswell's on the touchline then crosses into the penalty area I mean that 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 wouldn't be my definition of a long ball if it's no. physically gone a long way because it was from the touchline to the six-yard box well then. A lot of balls are going to be called long balls, and Barcelona are a long ball team. You know, yeah, a lot of the time it's they were reduced to hoofing it out. Of yeah, yeah. yeah, there, there really were parts were. of that second half where I think if you'd shown someone who knew nothing about football parts of that second half, they'd have difficulty telling which team was yeah, the one higher yeah. up the table. We yeah, really, really pushed them. I mean, they didn't. They, they didn't have the clips on match of the day to support the kind of uh, well West Ham were very direct and it was hard to mark against that both the pundits and the they're showing clips of something and saying that something else is happening it was extraordinary did, they, did the pundits go, go with that narrative <clears throat> um, as well then I I didn't I see think it. But they did. Yeah, did they? I can't remember. It seemed to be it seemed to be sort of when they were going and going you know this is I think it might have been a bit of you know, good defending from Chelsea. This is, you know, they were really under the cosh from West Ham here, but they kind of, they held firm and Cahill and Terry. They, did, good, they you know, did defend you know, well, to be fair but, to them. But they they're did. kind of going, you know, the ball's <clears throat> flying in, West Ham are very direct. These tags are hard to lose, aren't they? Because I, I was reading yeah. loads of things on, on Twitter about, you know, Chelsea fans saying, oh, West Ham kicking lumps out of us, blah, blah, blah. Like, what are you fucking talking yes. about? Well, yeah, yeah. they might have that? got that impression because, I mean, and this is not, this is without, without a single exception. It is cl- now clearly a kind of club policy tactic that whenever a Chelsea player was fouled and went down yeah, looked they like they had been forever. hit by some sniper from yeah. the stands or an ac- an invisible axe murderer it was oh, I got, that, that I got tag, angry about that as well that tag is hard to shake but it's, yeah. it's no it's, you know, it's no accident we're top of the fair play league yeah, yeah. We're, not, we're, we're not the team no, of no, last no. Well, previous seasons kicking lumps out of people no, well I think that was a, I think that was a, you know, a kind of sensible thing uh, for Allardyce to say we should cheat more when he was talking about the Harry Kane dive. Yeah, he says this all the time and they never learn. <laughs> but I don't think they should. I just no. I don't want to contribute there, to the there problem. Is the, I don't want to contribute to the problem. It's admirable, isn't it, to, to be know, yeah. sportsmanlike in a yeah, sport. Yeah, I mean, I just think you've got to. It's like, it's just that way lies madness. Because actually... They won't reward you for it because we're not a top four team, you know. So, so we'll dive and get yellow cards for diving, you know. Uh, so I exactly. think I think you should sort of yeah, exactly. play, playing fair should be the thing. But yes, I wish I'd seen that game. It sounded it sounded sounded good. And uh, yeah, um, you know, we had a, gave it a right go, which you know is what we should have done when we went there on Boxing Day. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we, yeah. We, that was the, that was the performance we were expecting on the, in that yes. game. Just get in amongst them. But Second was half, that, there was that resting the team thing for the Arsenal game, which you thought we could win. Yeah, more. Yeah, and yeah, we're going to yeah. go to Arsenal at the week. I mean, is he going to think, oh, I might rest the team for games we can win more easily after that? Because that's know. what we did two seasons. Well, we went to Arsenal. They are not coming that thick and fast, though, are they? It no. was two days, two days away, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. I, and there were wor- injury worries with Song uh, and um, Saka. But the five-one a couple but, of uh, uh, well, seasons ago, done. you know, we went to that, yeah, and he yeah. rested players for it, and then yeah. then bought the big guns on when we were four-one. Yeah, I think the circumstances are different. Yeah. I, 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 no, I, no, I, I doubt but, that he will. Um, we have to say though. Uh, for me, Nolan's best ever game for West Ham. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was fantastic. Was he? Yeah. Noble was good as well, um, but he was just putting his foot in, his touch was good, he wow. d- distributed the ball. I mean, he looked like a 
complete midfield player. I, I, I couldn't. I, it, yeah, you had to rub your eyes. Really, you yeah. find it hard on Facebook. People yeah. still saying, "What are you talking about?" He had a good, no, he he did have he a good game. Really was Even good. little things like a ball be going past him, and he stick his leg out as far as he could just to just to clip it, just to break yes, up the play. Little things like that. The effort was there. Yeah, because some of the people, you know, the you are wrong. Sam is right, and every decision he makes is right. People have pointed at games where Nolan has played earlier the season that I've seen, and basically a level of competence has been described as Nolan was outstanding today. Nolan was magnificent today. Whereas it's, he he's really just achieving a kind of you know if a championship player would yeah. come into that. No, I, I, I've, I've said before, I spent a lot of the time, even, even when people were really loving Nolan, he was scoring goals. I would often come away thinking, well, that whole game has par- largely passed him by. I don't yeah. see the function it's of it. It's that weird thing of all he did was so score a goal. I'm, I'm, I've yeah, been yeah. his harshest critic at times, but you've got a fair play. He was terrific. OK, well, we'll talk about the uh, Arsenal game later. But, Jim, uh, we should talk about Pride of Irons. Yes, yes Jim. You've yeah, started, you've started uh, uh, a supporters group. Uh, yeah. Supporters groups are, uh, you know, they, they, have, they come in different forms. You get your Norwegian hammers. Uh, tell us a little bit about the, about the background, too. Uh, I could say it all, but I'd yeah. hear you. Um, yeah, so the club does have lots of supporters groups. I think they've got 40-odd, and they are all geographical. Um, but yeah, so uh, I've spoken about this on the Facebook group before, but there was a particularly nasty incident, um, I think it was last season, a couple, maybe it was two seasons ago, um, just some bloke shouting horrible, racist, homophobic stuff. Um, and generally that kind of thing doesn't bother me. You know, I'll, mm. I'll, maybe I'll confront someone, maybe it'll go you know, over my head. But it's weird, because you know how football grounds, it, it's that weird atmosphere where it's very contained and everyone feels like everyone's on the same wavelength and you think well if I say anything here what's going to happen yeah, are people yeah. going to be with me or am I going to get my head kicked in so yeah it was weird for me I'm not used to feeling uh, I'm not used to feeling helpless like that no um, so that was pretty shit um, so yeah. um, I decided to I went on Twitter I was like you know I've got quite a few West Ham supporting people following me and I was just like look if, if I set this thing up would there be an appetite for it and a few people said yes and then um it's, you know, follow, people started following, and then this there's this uh, it's called gay support gay football supporters network GFSN. They got involved, yeah. and the football versus homophobia people they started tweeting me, and then GFSN started <coughs> talking to West Ham, and I came along to a meeting with them, and that was actually really good because a lot of the other clubs do this thing where they set up these LGBT supporters groups and they put rainbow flags up in the ground and everyone wears a t-shirt. And yeah. it, you know, I'm not I'm not knocking it. Because that works for them, but that's not West Ham in my, in my no. eyes. It's not a look at us, accept us thing. It's just hey, look, you know, we're we're, we're here. Yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of. I'm a supporter like you. Yeah, I respect you. You respect me. So, um, the the club were very happy with how I wanted to approach it because they didn't want us putting. They said you know we have trouble putting up new TVs or whatever. Yeah, know, yeah. The, the the maintenance of the old of the current ground is is. Yeah, not the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they were quite happy with it. And I said, well, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not the only gay football supporter who might no. be interested. So we all went down. They had a meeting. <clears throat> I say we all about twelve, thirteen of us, and uh, everyone's on, pretty much on the same page. Mm. So um, you know, uh, Dave's on the McWarnuts on the Facebook group. He's yeah. been taking over social media and doing loads of tweeting and Facebooking. And very good. The club organised a um, a launch just before the Crystal Palace game. 
so they started off really well and did quite yeah. badly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, David Gold came along for a photo shoot, did an interview for uh, like West Ham TV. Yeah, I saw some pictures from it. Uh, was Look at it, scruff, weren't I? Yeah, yeah I, should, I could have dressed I'm a bit talking. better. Yeah, yeah. yeah smarten up, yeah. for God's yeah. sake. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Could have worn my suit today. Yeah. 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 What's wrong with yeah. it? It's yeah. supposed to be the thing about gay men. I know, I'm the worst. I'm the worst homosexual ever. And good dress. Fashion sense. That's why often people think I'm gay, is that I'm so well done. I can see that. I can see that. I'm so stylishly to me. If you'd like to join, you're more than welcome. Well, I think I will. I will join. I'm going to join. Um, um, but that's the but thing. It's, it's, it's open to to everyone. It's not a it's not a, a gay club for gay people. No, this no, is no. this is about people who want to respect each other. And that's uh, that's you know we we when there was a, a foreskin song gate uh, a couple of weeks right. ago about you yeah. know some of the discussions on Facebook group. Uh, some people think about when you know that you have formed a kind of a band of uh, of black supporters or a band of gay supporters, sort of for your own ends, and that you know, well, what do you want? What do you want? Why can't you just join the other supporters groups? And and, and what 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 Pride of Irons is doing is it's creating a kind of an atmosphere that the players can see reflected in them. It's to do, I think, it's to do with. Uh, creating an environment in which you know play, players can come out. There's going to be by sheer statistics, there are gay footballers, yeah. but uh, they just can't you know no, they can't absolutely. make themselves known. And what for me you're doing is not about what you're doing for yourself. It's it's about creating an environment, isn't it? It's about creating a kind of it is. Uh, it's about trying to sort of affect small shifts in society so that you make a society in which if a footballer is gay he can come out we, we went around the room and asked people what they wanted from it and one you know the number one was raising awareness of, of the fact there are LGBT yeah. fans and maybe people think twice about some of the things they chant but number two was creating that safe atmosphere yeah. For, yeah, yeah. for players because part of our mission statement that we had to have on our they asked us for this mission statement thing for the supporters group on the website and the thing we put on there was create an environment the, the club being very supportive to us and we'd like to extend that support back to create an environment for all the players, staff, yeah. throughout the women, you know, because they're gay women, yeah, yeah. footballers who are out, you know, yes, there's not right. a problem yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. So we want to help create that environment. Yeah, that's right. It, that's exactly what it is for me. I mean, it's not, you know, people always think, you know, in, in the in the 80s when the Daily Mail were kind of going, oh, the London Borough of Brent started a kind of lesbian group. What do they, you know, what do they want? It's all sort of as if it's for themselves. It's not. It's actually, it's, it's attention is not inward. It's attention is outward. You know, it's about trying, it's about trying to create an... Uh, Society at large, yeah. you know, like Dave yeah, yeah. Is, is not gay. He's, he's, he's married, he's got, a, he's got a kid. But one of the things that really bothered him about hearing all that stuff last season was he wants to bring his son to football. He yeah, wants to, right. His son's yeah, six, yeah. and he said, yeah. I don't want to bring my son yeah. to, to hear that kind of stuff. I want him to, be, I want him to grow up yeah. respecting other people. That's quite, there was an interesting documentary, I think, on like BBC Four or something, fronted by John Fashionu's daughter. Yes, and it was yeah, sort I saw of that. about... Uh, homosexuality in, in the sort of world of football, and so so obviously talked about Justin Fashionu. John Fashionu somehow, in talking about his dead brother, came over really bad. Yeah, it's extraordinary. <laughs> really did. That guy is it's all strange, isn't he, John Fashionu? Uh, anyway, but it was a it was a kind of a you know uh, they talked to uh, Matt Lucas, who I know, who's an Arsenal fan and stuff. And, you know, he he sort of mentioned that <clears throat> you know they were talking about the sort of we can see you holding hands sort of chant at Brighton. He was saying, you know, I'm not offended by that. Yeah, you know, there's difference. It's, it's this is the whole silly, banter you know? offence yes, thing. That's right. the, yes, the exactly. Line. And the line, you know, the line between banter and offence, there was, a, you know, someone, when I, when I posted sort of about the kind of, uh, about the, the Spurs song, um, 
the counter argument is that oh you know you hate all offence you don't want anyone to you know have fun or shout stuff out and you go of course there are degrees to offence something is kind of banter and something is extremely offensive and you have to characterise a fucking difference between those it's of not course. like oh you just want you don't want anyone to say nothing you don't want anyone to say anything you go, no, of course they can shout stuff out and like you know that we can see you holding hands so you know it's sort of funny and it's you know it's kind of stupid in a way that the you know the foreskin song is like it's sort of I don't see it's daft but until it you know without it's little you know charming little yeah. addition of the you know the can't even bring myself to say it. You know, that song is like, it's sort of, you know, it's, it's sort of acceptable. It's hatred, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not funny. It's not, I, I, you know, this whole thing, oh, it's just a bit of fun, you're trying to stop our fun. Does, does your fun have to be at the expense of making someone else feel, like, unsafe? Yeah. Because, you know, if you're a Jewish person on a bus in North London, you've got tens of football fans chanting that, you're going to feel unsafe. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, those, those, the, what the words mean, the, 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 the main part of the, Foreskin song and then the effing Jew part are two completely different things. It's like Absolutely shouting, you know, shouting quite violent insults at people and using a kind of de- description of someone's ethnicity as a sort of an insult word. You know, is is different from kind of singing a kind of song yeah. about. You know. oh, I've got to say though, when it comes to causing offence, let me get. You know, I'm not trying to say no one can say anything. No, no, offense, no, no. But. As it is your right to say effing Jew, it's everyone else's right to think you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. And it's the club's right to say, well, you, you know, the club always sends yeah. these emails that you are, you act as ambassadors to the club. It's within their right to revoke your ticket. Yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, you are representing them to a degree. They are a business. They have an international, well, they're trying to grow an international profile. Yeah. They don't want to be associated with you, yeah, so it's I your think, choice. And I think the other factor that we've got to start taking on board as, as fans is that there is a media out there that is desperate oh, to Jesus, jump yeah. on every single thing that a slightly single thing well, that a football week, fag yeah. does wrong yeah. uh, and lump them, they will lump them all in together. Well, this week, you know, I wanted to talk about, uh, uh, we talk about the Villa game. Uh, you know, the, the pitch invasion was... In the Evening Standard today, there's a, there's a picture... I mean, this was, it's almost the same as when I said they couldn't find clips to show us banging it long when they were making the point we were banging it long. There's a picture in the Evening Standard today of uh, a load of Aston Villa fans on the pitch uh, with their hands in the air, smiling and laughing. And uh, the caption is, Disgraceful scenes from the Villa ground. It's like, do you know what I mean? You, you know, a load of blokes ran on the pitch. It's like, a, you know... It's the way the press conflated the guy dying out on Green Street, which is bad, when we played Millwall in 2010. Yes, terrible. To some people running on the pitch when we yeah. scored a goal. Yeah. And saying that somehow that's the same thing. People will run on the pitch again. The, the notion of going, this must never happen again, this must be stamped out. You've got to go, some people ran on the pitch you know, that's all that happened. It will happen again. Uh, we should try and discourage it, you know, but I personally love a pitch invasion. I last, love them. Last game of next season, I'm, I'm imagining a few people might end up on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's absolutely. just no way that's not going to... No, happen. no, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And we used to run on the pitch at the end of the season, because they were going to dig the turf up, what, so what, they, they, they allowed it. They allowed yeah, you to run on the pitch. Yeah, but that, there was that overflow... Uh, what, what happened there was an overflow of a, of, a, of, a, of a set of supporters who've been through an absolutely wretched time. Terrible they're, season. They're, <laughs> their team has scored virtually no goals all season. 
it's the FA Cup. Up, it's the FA Cup. They're going to go to West, Wembley. West Midlands Derby. Oh, it's a West Midlands Derby. And the, it was just that uh, spontaneous overflow of powerful yeah. feelings, as yeah, yeah. Wordsworth would say. Yeah. And that's not oh, football massive. hooliganism or... <laughs> yeah, Carlisle United yeah, fan, Carlisle I think. You know that's not football hooligans, and and I heard I think it was the sports minister or someone who was, who was a spokesperson for one of the parties of, of, of sport and culture this morning on the radio, instantly bracketing that with oh so so we've had the incident in Paris we've had this with it yeah they're not the same thing no, don't suddenly right. start we're going you know we're going back to the eighties it's just that is nonsense no, absolute that's right. nonsense that's right and you know for for anyone who's kind of looked at the things that so you know you said on the podcast I've written on the Facebook page and said on the podcast is this notion that you know if we're like Dudley do rights that just don't think anyone should say boo to a goose and stuff we're not at all you know we understand that sort of football is, is a game that you know a lot of a lot of white heterosexual men go to uh, a lot from a certain sort of demographic, and that sort of stuff's going to be sort of shouted out that you kind of go, oh, well, I wouldn't shout that out, but you know, go ahead, knock yourself out, shout mm-hmm. that out. But then stuff will be shouted out that is just offensive, and you just go, how can your mouth form those words? Yeah, yeah. you kiss your mother how with that can, mouth. Yeah, how yeah. can you form? Those words, you know, yeah. and uh, you do notice, you know, like away at Spurs, the, the, you know, the horrible fucking Jews sort of extra thing to that song was sung by a tiny minority. A lot sang the main body of the song, but yeah, very thing. few. And there was a guy near us, and he was really young. He was really yeah, young. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, well, you know, a few years, you know, we talked about it in the podcast years ago. A few years ago, we went there, and there was. Uh, we were. I, I was literally right next to the um, the police line between the two supporters. And there were some uh, people sort of doing, sort of kind of hit the salutes and ridiculous yeah. chanting behind us. And people, you know, there were people, there were a lot of West Ham fans giving them Told absolute them earful, telling yeah. them to shut up. And I was saying to the policeman, can you not do something about this? Can you not do it? Mm-hmm. And he turned around and said to me, oh, they're only kids. And I said, yeah. no, 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 you must go and do something about it. That's your job. Yeah. So it's know, a, you know, we so shouldn't be having to do your job for you. So it's kind of, you know, it's a, you know one's looking for, and um, you know, groups like yours, yours Jim, are look, you know, we're looking for a kind of slow evolution of these things. We're not kind of going you know we are the pc brigade we're coming in we want to just close you all down right now you know zero tolerance and stuff to just you know songs that are a bit iffy but you go these are the sort of kids no i want football play to polite applause i think we should have a tea break uh i want uh pims i want a pims tent what about a sausage new, train ground. is it fc yeah, st yeah. paul you've got a sausage yeah, yeah, train yeah, we yeah, should get t- one of those pims i think um, um a, a dress code i think we should have in the in the new yeah, I like, you know, uh, let's bring it all in I like uh, like 1950s beat clubs, beat poetry clubs. People in berets sitting on cushions, and instead of clapping, they go, mm. Mm. <laughs> their fingers like that, uh, and just going. Yeah, yeah. Guy Demel would like that. He, I, he'd be yeah, he's yeah, swirling yeah. his drink around yeah, in his glass, yeah, yeah. and people sitting in the crowd going, oh, I, "Hang on, I applaud them." What's I, that? I applaud them. What's that pitch invasion at Villa? Or was it away? Yeah, it was that. Yeah, yeah. So, isn't that where you got kicked out for standing up? I was up? kicked out. Yes, yeah, I was kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> seems, a bit, seems a bit unfair. Jim's right. Jim was <clears throat> spotted. A, yeah, that's yeah. Maybe you were standing in the wrong place. If you were standing on the pitch, it might have been that's okay. Right. Hypocrite. I should. Well, you'd have had yeah. trouble invading the pitch from where you were. From the balcony, you'd yeah, have had absolutely. to kind of swan dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I would have Crowd been surfing. I would have been prepared to do that. Catch me, I would have said. <laughs> Left off the balcony. Next time. Yeah, huge. Would be like the Red Sea party yeah. and it'd be flattened down there. Um, yes, so a um, couple of th- couple of West Ham related things. So 
Daniel Henry had a, a very interesting debut up at Blackburn. We, Apparently, he was we, brilliant. We lent him to Blackburn, and that decision was made at about eleven thirty in the morning. Yeah, and they say he got on the train at one thirty, arrived at four thirty. But didn't he get on the wrong tea. train or something? Yeah, or he got off, off at the wrong place or something. Yeah, and then had to get back on. Yeah, yeah, he arrived at four thirty, had Went some tea into the tea. <laughs> Well, I like the description. Had a bit of tea, yeah, put yeah. on his tracksuit, met the boys, and then went to the game. Met the rest of the team, and then just ran out onto the pitch and played a game of football. And apparently, he was brilliant. The yeah. manager was going, God, he was amazing. Yeah. Didn't play him at. No, didn't play him at Liverpool, no, though. No, but um, that. that's no, good. What are you doing? Uh, What's going on? My phone's ringing. <laughs> Was that, that, that was your... Oh, well, yeah, okay. It's my phone mm. ring. Very good. Yeah. I thought the uh, Grim Reaper was coming. So that was that was good. It yes. sounds like he's good. Well, he was recommended, wasn't he, to Allardyce by one of Allardyce. Ryan Nelson. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so you know, it's possible we might have now that we've signed Winston Reid. Winston Reid. Oh, Burke signed as well, didn't he? Was it Oxford? Yeah. It was one of one of the two. Both of those. Yeah, well, that, oh, yeah, Oxford be, has. Yes. Definitely, we might yeah. conceivably be all right for our fourth uh, central defender for yes, a long time as Don well. If Donil is ready to kind of go into the. The uh, cut and thrust of the Premier League. You know, I mean, we could easily go the other way and just get an old warhorse, another Abdullah Five type to to be. Well, a no, ho- hopefully, we probably need a fourth. Uh, hopefully, we? you know, when he when he with with a good loan <laughs> spell, uh, so he gets used to the English game and and preseason. You know, hopefully, he can be that fourth. Yeah, because we have needed a fourth. Yes, you know, centre back. Right. I think. Well, um, been caught out two seasons. Yeah, yeah. Really but our top three are good, and and the, the Winston news is 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 a oh, real fantastic. It's a real yeah. lift, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. a sort of. It kind of, it's more than just the fact we've signed, you know, kept hold of a really good player. It's more the sort of sense that he's he's obviously thought about it, and uh, it might be that you know the, the, no none of the sort of big clubs have come, in, come for in for him. him. Yeah. But also, I think you know, I think more positively, it's that he's looked at it, he's looked at the situation, and thought, oh, this could be a club that's 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 um, going, going places. And that's and, more money in the summer as well. Now that we don't have to sign well, another one, and also yeah. other players look at that. Players, people look at that, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. had if Tompkins, you, if you hang Noble, Reed, Collins has been offered a new contract as well. Yeah. There was somebody else is having their contract. Uh, Sacco's one's being improved. It's yeah. that sense yeah. of stability and evolution yeah. of the playing squad that I think has been actually, to be fair to him, has been one of the things that has marked out the Anodice era. As, yeah. as you know, as a, that's a plus point of it. I think. Does anyone know how he gets on with Anodice? I mean, is that could that be an indication that he's staying or going? I don't know. Don't I don't know about that. that we, 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 that's all. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, another piece of news this week was uh, uh, Cagliari said goodbye to Zola, who did have to come in. I think mm-hmm. they were doing quite badly at the time. Right. And he's a Sicilian, isn't he? And I think yeah. he played for them, didn't he? Did After he? Chelsea. Oh, I think right, he, okay. I think he played for them. I think he did sort of, you know, because he's right. brilliant, scored, you know, sort of one in three for them when he was, you know, nearly 50. Uh, right. So, so right. you know, was very good. So they really liked him there, and the fans yeah. liked him. So he went there to sort of try and rescue their season, okay. which I don't think is going great. And I don't think you know it just continued to. I liked go. him. Yeah, I liked him. I, I just felt sorry for him at the end. Really, it's just things that everything. He, he was he was at the, he was at the club at a yeah. disastrous time. Yeah. The mind, wasn't the stuff going off the field, and it's a shame because I think you half feel that with a bit more experience under his belt is is the right kind of figure for yeah. for later on you know. well we you know about his time we sort of think he, he had players sold from under him constantly so Bellamy yeah. was sold under him Collins was sold from under him I think you know Etherington uh, um, because we had to you know patch up our terrible finances 
Also, something happened behind the scenes in the dressing room. Um, some malaise started because Grant didn't fix it. It seems ups and ups and seems to loom large in it for me because he's yeah. an atrocious yeah. captaincy. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, for me, the, you know, the third thing is uh, what was Clark doing? You know, it was Clark... Yes, we said that a lot of the time, didn't we? He was, he was yeah. like the next yeah. up-and-coming yeah, big Zola, manager. Because Zola was a risk, wasn't he? <laughs> Zola was clearly a risk. Everyone said, this is a risk, but he was such a fantastic player and must have insights into the game that he can take into managerdom. But then there's this guy that's, you know, been worked at Chelsea under Mourinho, all yeah. these people, who's really sort of seen it all and is going to know how yes, to do the day-to-day his, managing of his football. His role was, is Clark questionable, isn't, isn't it? it? Well, it's looked now. on the base... He's manager uh, at. Uh, is he manager somewhere? He was sacked from West Brom. Yeah, they played. At, whoever he manages played at the weekend because okay. uh, he was on the. Ooh. So what was the non-premier clash with no one from the Premiership in it? Uh, right? Reading and Bradford. So he is at Reading. Reading. He's at Reading, isn't oh. he? Or Bradford? <laughs> no, he's not at Bradford. Though. He's at Reading. He's yeah. at Reading now. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. At yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, you know, on the face of it, that looked like a good. Combination, yeah. you know, good cop, yeah. bad cop type, yeah. you know. Uh, Doer, defender yeah. versus yeah. talented. Exactly. You know, it, it yeah. should have sort of but worked, didn't. but it obviously it didn't. didn't. It's kind of what we've got now with Allardyce and Sheringham. Yeah, that's right. In yeah. some ways. Yeah. yeah. But, but reversed. Re- re- reversed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right, we should probably wrap this up. We've been talking for quite a while. And, yeah. Uh, as we often do. Yeah, got but, a little while for the yeah, yeah, next yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we've got uh, that next game Arsenal. will be Arsenal away. Huh. Prediction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somehow think the winless run is going to be extended. Yeah, um, it's sort of a shame, isn't it? Because if you could sort of take the spirit from the Chelsea game into a sort of a winnable game, of the next. Yeah, but we played well against them in the you know in the home game, didn't we? Yeah, we didn't yeah. get anything out of it. I mean, we, you know, we quite often play well against. It them, seems actually. to be the last few seasons, doesn't it? We play really well and we go like one nil up and then get spanked three one or whatever. Yeah, we lose that. Yes, we annoy them by scoring first a lot. But um, how dare we? But I wonder, you know, he does sometimes not turn up at away games to to protect the players for you know a game that they might be able to win. Uh, and I'm, I'm sort of a bit worried that we might yeah. roll over a bit at the Emirates. <clears throat> well, I think it's a tough, tough, tough game. I hope we don't roll over. I hope we just have it, have a go at it. I don't mind. I don't mind us losing if we give it a right old go. Yeah. I mean, it's a good game of football, and we and we and we do ourselves proud, like we did against Chelsea. Yeah. Well, and we did against them in the home game against them. To be honest. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to be. I'm going to go for it. I think we might get a get a one-one. I think we might get a one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jim. John, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to. You know, they've just. Well, they're coming back from Dubai, aren't they? They've arrested. Mm. They've had a little bit of a break. Arsenal may not have this still much better than us but fuck it 1-2 uh, 1-2 two. One, two. Mm. interesting yes yeah 1-2 yeah. 6-1 <laughs> <laughs> 6-1 to the Arsenal 6-1 to the Arsenal ok 6-1 alright I somehow feel none of those predictions is anywhere near what's going to happen uh, so that's it for this week's Stop Hammer Time with me have been Jim Grant uh, cheerio Goodbye. I almost said good evening because oh, I almost thought we were yeah. we were starting all over again. Goodbye, Jim. Uh, goodbye, goodbye, cheerio. Yes. I hope we never meet again. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim Dean Dolan. Laters. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. We have teamed up with the brilliant Hotel Tonight, the world's leading app for booking last-minute hotel rooms, to offer you £15 
20 euros or $25 off your first booking. Choose from an array of award-winning hotels from around the world by downloading the free app from any app store by searching Hotel Tonight or go to hoteltonight.com forward slash now and enter West Ham, uppercase all run together, West Ham in the promo code box and book a hotel around the world in three easy clicks. I know it's great as I managed to get a room at the Charlotte Street Hotel one day for less than half the normal price. So follow the links and go to Hotel Tonight. Sports Social Podcast Network.